house, and Clancy followed. Blake and Ferguson sat together on one of the leather sofas beside the open fire, the coffee table between them and the President. Clancy served drinks, whiskey and branch water for both of them. Cazalet toasted them. Here's to both of you. It's a real bonus having you here, Charles. Ferguson said, You look well, Mr. President. And you, Clancy. We get by, Cazalet said. How is the Prime Minister? I saw him three days ago, and he seemed to be coping. Iraq hasn't helped, and Afghanistan is a major problem. There's combat of the most savage kind there. We haven't seen his like since their hand-to-hand fighting against the Chinese on the hook during the Korean War. Most of our infantry and paratroops are nineteen or twenty. Boys, when you think about it. They're winning the battles, but perhaps losing the war. Cazalet nodded, remembering his time in Vietnam. War has always been a young man's game. So tell me, what did the Prime Minister send his private security adviser to the UN for? Can you tell us, or is it for his eyes only? I can certainly tell you, Mr. President. I'm keeping an eye on the Russian Federation. I sat in on two committees also attended by Moscow and Iran. Supposedly, they were trade delegations. Why am I laughing? Cazalet asked. I listened, drifted around. Putin was the name on everyone's lips. What would you say he's after? Cazalet raised his hand. No, let me put this in another way. What's his purpose? I need hardly tell you, Mr. President, to make the Russian Federation a power in the world again. And he's using the riches of Russia's gas and oil fields, networked throughout Europe as far as Scandinavia and Scotland, to do it. Blake said, And once Europe signs up, if he wants to bring them to heel... All he has to do is turn off the taps. There was silence. Cazalet said, He knows he couldn't win anything militarily. One of our Nimitz aircraft carriers alone, plus its battle group, is the equivalent of the present Russian Navy. And we certainly have enough of them, Blake put in. Ferguson said, He wouldn't be so foolish as to imagine he could take those on and succeed. So what is he after? Cazalet asked. A return to the Cold War, Ferguson said, with certain differences. His personal experiences in Chechnya, Afghanistan and Iraq give him considerable insight into the Muslim mind. Extremist Muslims hate America in an almost paranoid way. Putin recognises that and uses it. How do you mean? Cazalet asked. The favourite weapon of the IRA was the bomb, and the influence of the IRA on revolutionary movements throughout the world has been enormous. Only a handful of years ago, they virtually brought London to a standstill, blew up the Baltic Exchange, almost wiped out the entire British cabinet at Brighton. Cazalet nodded. So, what's your point? Putin wants disorder, chaos, anarchy, 
a breakdown in the social order, particularly with countries dealing with America. In instructing his intelligence people to cultivate Muslims, he is actually getting them to do his dirty work for him. The terrorist's favourite weapon is the bomb, too, which means increased civilian casualties, which means a growing hatred of all things Muslim. We hate them. They hate us. Chaos. There was silence. Cazalet sighed and turned to Clancy. I really could do with another drink. In fact, I think we all could. As you say, Mr. President. Cazalet said, After that, I could also do with some good news, Blake. Somehow, I doubt I'm going to get it. Well, Kosovo could be worse, Mr. President, but it also could be better. The United Nations troops are in place, but Bosnia intends to hang in...